Marvash to come up and speak to us this morning. We're continuing our short summer series on the I Ams of God. Short? Short, yes. <laughs> so, let me just pray. Let's pray for Marvash together, shall we? Lord Jesus, thank you. You are king. Thank you. You reign. Thank you for wonderful truths we've been singing about this morning, lifting our gaze, reminding us afresh of who you are and who we are in you. And uh, I want to pray, would you continue to lift our gaze, continue to speak to us? I pray for all that Marvash has prepared through the scripture reading, through all she's to bring to us. Would you speak deep into our hearts um, all you want to say to us? I pray, um, help us to have ears to hear um, all you want to speak to us this morning through Marvash. Thank you for Marvash, such a faithful friend, such a faithful part of our family. And we ask, do bless her and strengthen her and fill her with your spirit right now as she speaks to us. Amen. 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 Yeah. Good morning. Um, Simon said short, 20 minutes, but he used about five minutes of my talks. Praise. <laughs> I need that at the end, Simon. <laughs> Yeah, good morning. It's such a blessing to stand here and share the word of God with my family. You are my family, Jubilee, and it's such a blessing. As Simon said, um, this is the final week of, uh, of our Summer Sunday, and um, we had amazing talks last uh, um, Sundays. Well done, guys. It was really, really good. I listened to some of them online. And uh, today we are going to have a look at The Lord is My Banner. Um, and it comes uh, from Exodus 17, Jehovah Nisi. If you've got your Bible, please turn to Exodus 17, ch- chapter 17, verse 8 to 9. It will also be projected on the screen. Let's hear Exodus 17, verse 8 to 16. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning, but whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered, and make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, Because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. Amen. Thank you. Um, Let's get a bit background of the message. Um, In the Bible, God has revealed himself to his people with a different name. And the the meaning of the name was very important in Jewish culture. And it's still in some culture. For example, Surush, my husband, means the angel of good news. And he proved that to me the day that he asked me, will you marry me? And I thought, wow, yes. He truly is the angel of good news, and that, that news was the best news in my life after the Gospel of Jesus. Um, and um, if you and I were there in Amalek, facing with the battle, 
and hearing that the God or our leader said that I am your banner, what was your reaction? I'm sure we probably say, God, come on. We need more soldiers fighting with us in the ground. We are dying, we are tired, and we are bleeding. And you, God, you're talking about the banner? But the banner at that time, that, that had a different, completely different meaning. The Bible sometimes can be a bit uh, confusing. It's miles um, and thousands of miles and thousands of years away from us. And sometimes we need to understand the concept to, to be able to, to make the bridge between the writers and us. And here, here the context of that, that message. God brought the Israel out of the, um, slavery and led them through the Red Sea and from different kinds of challenges. Um, Simon read from, I'm sorry, read from Exodus um, this morning that God helped them in the different challenges and led them and led them to the victory. And now they got to chapter 17, the place called Raphidim. And now here, Israel faced a battle called the Amalek. This time again, God told um, uh, Moses exactly what he needs to do. He, and Moses commanded Joshua, his young disciple, to take up an army and go to a battle with Amalek. And then he stops to pray for them while they fight. They win the battle, and the end, at the end, Moses is giving God the glory for his victory and says, the Lord is my banner. Nowadays, we use banners in parties. Blue for boys, pink for girls, and sometimes we use them in football team. They, 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 they do the massive job in the football team to cheer them team up. Unless it's Brazil in 2014 World Cup, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter how much guys waved them, the banner, they lost at the end. Sorry, Surush, I know it's your favorite team still, but um, they did. <laughs> but, but a banner in those days meant much more than it is today. A banner would be taken into a battle, and it had two purposes. Firstly, it acted as a symbol for the army, as it does in Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 12, a sign of which side we are fighting. And this idea continued very well in modern, modern time. And secondly, a banner would often serve as a rallying point. As it says in um, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 10 to 12, God promises through um, Isaiah that he will raise a banner to gather his people. This point might sound a bit strange to us today. But in those days, the, the combat was face to face. You would, you would be fighting one, one person on the time, and by the time you had defeated him, you could be miles away from the center of the action. And you needed a rallying point. Somewhere you know you were safe. Somewhere that you could be given new order. In Psalm chapter 16, verse four, it says, you have set up a banner for those who fear you, that they may flee to it from the bow. Jubilee, can you see now why Moses called the altar Yehovah Nisi, 
Banner is all, um, all of those things to his people. He is their standard, their security, their flag. He is also the railing point, that the place that they can run for safety and get the new instructions during the battle. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, the righteous man runs into it and is safe. Amen. Jubilee, are you facing a battle in your life? Do you feel that your hands are tired? Or you might be miles away from home fighting a battle. We, I believe that all of us in a battle. Do you know why? Because we, we, because we born in a fallen world and we live in a fallen world. When I remember of that fact, it gives me confidence. And I'm not, I'm not stuck by the challenges in the world and difficulties in the world. It gives me one more reason to rely on God because he's the, he's the real strength and the real strength com comes from God. C.S. Lewis says, you love it um, now. <laughs> it comes the very moment you wake up each morning. All your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals. And at the first job each morning consists simply in shoving them all back, in listening to the other voice, taking that other point of view, letting that other larger, stronger, quieter life come following in. And let's go to the point, enemy. That's my first point. We have an enemy who's nasty and who comes to destroy. The one who, who chases you and I to attack us. The one who's not interested in you at all. He's not interested in me at all. The one who's trying to bring doubt to your belief. That was his first trick to, with, with Eve. Has God really said? He just bring doubt to, uh, to your belief. Bring doubt to your faith. Am I a good Christian? He wants to distract you from God's will and make you be busy with the world standards. He hates us to rely on God. He comes to bring division. He comes to bring you and I down. But you will listen to this part. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks, God. Our banner is alive. He sees you, protects you. He never go, goes to sleep. He died on the cross for our sin. He rose from the dead. Death has been defeated. He is alive, seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And his name is Jesus. Anyone who believes in him will have eternal life. The battle is not ours, Jubilee, but, but his. The battle is Jesus. He's going to deal with the battle. It's not us. We read in the second part of the verse 16, it says, The Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Jesus went on the cross to bring us victory, healing, peace. Not the human peace, but God's peace. Jesus will save people generation after generation. Satan is certainly not eternal. 
God alone is eternal. I remember a time in my life that I was so depressed, crying day and night, and asking God why. Why I cannot see my family? I miss them, I need them, I want my family. You might know that um, I haven't seen my family about 12 years since we came here, and they are, they are back home. And my hands were heavy, very heavy, like Moses' hands. But thanks, Jesus, that I had Aaron and Hor around me, Christian brothers and sisters in the church that prayed for me. I remember Jill Barr. She used to come to my house to encourage me, take me, take me out, walking patiently with me in the park, and remind me of the family that I've got here in Jubilee, the family that God has provided me here. Satan likes to distract you from all that God has given you and wants you to focus on the things that you haven't got yet. Jubilee, are you in a battle? Ask your brothers and sisters in the church to pray for you, to pray with you, and, and, and hold your hands up. Praying, community, and being together is very important in our journey with God. If you are not part of any of our community group, please come and, and, and have, a, have a chat with us. That's why we encourage everyone in the church to be part of the community group. It's really important to share heart with each other, to bring the challenges and ask brother and sister to pray with each other. And I've got a banner here. Can I ask the banner team to come, please, and help me? Banner team. Mona, can you just hold it? Yeah. Maybe you can just hold it. Yep. Yeah. I try to write it with a different language. I hope it's right. <laughs> That's the beauty of the kingdom of God. Different nation, different language, and different color. They are, they are worshiping the same God, Jesus, Jesus Christ. And that's it. It's, it's beautiful because we've got from different um, gender and we've got from different um, age. We've got Libby here. That is such a blessing sometimes. We can see how passionate she is for Jesus. And my second point is, listen and set your eyes on that banner. That is my second point. Listen and set your eyes on that banner. This banner is a safe place to be. It's a railing point, a place that you can, you can be given new commands for God's glory. Your strength, guys, in the fight doesn't really matter. If you have a strong banner, the banner gives you a strength. The banner, the banner offers you security, hope, and new identity. I love the Portuguese translations, and one of them, I think, is the one at the end. It says, the banner is my identity. I love it. This banner gives you a new identity, the identity that no one in the world can take it out from you. This banner had put his seal on you to protect you from sin. Can I ask the team to, to, to present that one, please? This banner protects you from the seal. 
Put you in the banner. Yes. Woo! <laughs> he, takes, he takes all your sin away and makes you clean. So don't let Satan break in. There is no place in God's banner for Satan. Don't be friends with sin again. When he comes back, he comes to take revenge, to make a hole in your life. And don't even try to fight it with your strength. You would be a loser at the end because you need God's strength. You cannot fight with your strength. Let God lead you and seek, seek his voice and in, in his protection. The banner is your protection. It says in, in Zechariah chapter 2, verse 5, and I will be to hear a walk um, of fire all around, declare the Lord, and I will be the glory in her uh, midst. That's a, that's a banner of God that protects us and, and, and seals us from the sin. Thank you, guys. You can take it. Another five minutes, Simon. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And Moses led God's people for 40 years. He met God face to face. But his hands became tired. If his hands became tired, your hands and my hands became tired as well. We need prayer partner, like Moses had. We need discipleship group. We need God's community. Here's my third point and the final point. Prayer and discipleship. I love this part of the story, verse 9 and 10. It said, when Joshua fights with enemy and Moses prayed for God's strength. It is a discipleship act here. Moses clearly knows that Joshua is the next leader. There was a hard relationship between Moses and Joshua. Joshua learned very well from God through Moses and applied that to his life. We read in Joshua 1, in chapter 1 that God says to Joshua, Joshua, Moses died, rise up. Do you know why? He didn't give um, um, Joshua even one minute to cry. He said, Moses died, rise up, rise up, because he knew that he is ready. He is ready to, le to, to lead his people. There is, there is an important lesson here for us, Jubilee. Moses does not take Joshua's burden, but instead teaches him to rely on God. That's a lesson for us. We don't need to take any burden of others in our shoulder. Apply that in our life. We need to apply that in our life. Disciple the new generation. Parents, please, please disciple your kids. Teach your children the God's way. Keep whispering to their ears that the Lord is your banner. Seek his kingdom. It doesn't matter if they get really tired of your voice. Keep saying your, your children. If you haven't got the biological children, you, I'm sure there are lots of kids in the church that you can disciple them. Please teach your children God's will. Keep praying for each other. Pray, pray 
Isaiah declared that God is true strength of his people. Although Joshua led the army into the battle, but a spotlight of the story shines on Moses at the top of the hill. Fillmore says in his book called Moses, God the Savior asks his people to pray because he wants to be visible through answering their prayers. And now today we can ask ourselves, which side am I? Are you part of God's discipleship and praying group or not yet? Which voice are you listening to? There is a true story about Ken Goldberg, I hope I said the name right, who served to U.S. president at that time. He writes in, in, in his autobiography that one day he was really tired, so he told his PA Emily, don't let anyone disturb me. I'm going to take a nap. He's just like Surush in New Day. Oh, every day he said, don't disturb me. I'm going to take a nap, wasn't it, Jackie? <laughs> and, and you saw the photo in the Facebook. <laughs> and a few, few hours later, um, the phone rang and Emily answered it. There was a voice saying, get me Ken. It is Lyndon. Lyndon was the president of US at that time. Emily replied, He's a sleeping Mr. President. He said not to disturb him. Wake him up. I want to talk to him. No, Mr. President, I work for him, not for you. <laughs> when Ken phoned President later, he said, tell that woman I want her to work for me in the White House tomorrow. <laughs> Do you know why? Because the president saw the obedience in Emily. We need to be like Emily in our relationship with God to keep listening to his commands, just his voice, and stay under his banner. Are you under this banner or not yet? If you, know, if you don't know this banner yet, and if you, if you are not Christian yet, this banner calls you home and invites you to his family. It says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. Or you might, or you might be a Christian, but being away from home. Many of us quit in a various time, but it's a time to realize that, listen to that, guys, I might quit, but God has not quit on me. God has not quit on us. He is still pursuing me. He is calling you back home. And I'm going to bring my talk to the, um, to the end by leaving you a question. Ask yourself today, Jubilee, which side am I standing now? Whose am I? Who do you belong to? And if you are not on Jesus' side, please consider him. Can I ask the worship band to come up, please? We're going to have a ministry at the end. Is that, is that okay? Um, and if you are not Christian yet, and you don't know this banner, or if you are already Christian, but fighting with Amalek, and you are far away from home, 
please come to the front. We would love to pray for you. Thank you.